When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Timing is everything. Mm. Let's be more intentional about our comments, our feedback, our interruptions, when we are going to input something into the conversation. What is the timing of that? Why does it work? Why does it not work? What do you think, Lori? I think this is a great topic. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. It's a great day to have some new conversations. Yes. So speaking of conversations... I think what I talked to you about, G, was when you and I and Derek and Kathy were in Israel. And first of all, we had a great time. We went to a lot and we were in a car forever with each other. <laughs> and I survived George's driving. Oh, my gosh. This man is a maniac. Yes, I drive too slow. People are honking <laughs> at me all the time. <laughs> oh, he is just he's a maniac. Um, most of the time, my husband drove and I was a little more relaxed. But then. George wanted to re relieve him and terrify me. So, <laughs> yes, got to have what fun in life you can <laughs> when you terrify your passengers. So, anyway, we had a conversation and we had many conversations. <laughs> we had many conversations and it was so much fun. But George was telling me about this class that he did when we were in Israel and I attended on sex and EFT and sex and attachment, which, by the way, we just want to say hello to the Israeli community of EFTers. It was a joy to meet many of you. And it was really exciting to see how many of them were sex therapists already. Right. And so open and so caring about the sexual part of the relationship. So that was beautiful. Uh, hello, everybody. But when George was telling me about it, I don't, I don't remember the content, G, but you were saying something that you found exciting that day and that you had this woman had said something to you and I'm like, okay, which one was she? What did she look like? And I wanted to place myself there. I think you had said, you, you know her, you, you met her. And I wanted to place myself there, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you kind of gave up on me and said, oh, that's such a question. You know, I, I can't even go there. It, it's going to take too many words. And it did not hurt my feelings. But I kind of listened to it. It was like, I do that a lot. I want to know details a lot. And 
I have good reasons to do that. I want to be in the experience. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is you were trying to share something exciting with me that you were feeling about it. And I sidetracked you and then you didn't ever get to the point. And that to me was meaningful. It's like, because I wanted to hear your excitement about it. I wanted to hear your point. That was the most important thing to me. And I, I realize in many conversations, I do that. And I see my people do that all the time with each other. It's like, one person's talking and the other wants to throw in a detail. Well, no, it was at seven o'clock. And it's like, who cares? You know, it's like you're missing the moment of what your partner is trying to share. It's such a beautiful side of you that wants to always reflect and to take in feedback and to grow. And I think it's what makes you the person you are. You have so much wisdom to give people. Thank you, G. It's, it's, I always like to differentiate between the intent and the impact. And I think more conscious communicators are are always trying to do both. They're trying to become clear on what they're looking for when they add something and contribute something. And they're also open to the impact of what that might be. So again, I think in this example, you wanted to be part of it. Your intent was beautiful. You wanted more details. That's usually what a looking for details is trying to do. You're trying to engage more. Mm-hmm. But right. if, if the impact of you trying to engage more is you sidetrack it or you bring the conversation in a different direction, if the person who's sharing, who the mission is, the person who's sharing, like I got something that I really am initiating this conversation because it's important. And now this this pull towards like what feels irrelevant in the moment details, mm-hmm. it's like weren't weren't to the conversation to the person who's sharing. Exactly. And we all do this. Yeah. Right? But most of us are just not aware of when we do this. Yeah. Right? And, so again, and I saw yeah. it. I mean, I think it it was funny the way you said it to me, but it's like I really, really got it that that timing was off for you. And I, I will say as a therapist, many times couples are talking and I want to know details and I discipline myself to ask inside is this really something that I need to know or will it detract from the primary message that the person is trying to get across to me and to their partner? I also ask myself that for you therapists that are listening whenever I want to make a comment. Like maybe it Mm -hmm. spurs something in my brain. Oh, I want to just add to the conversation. And I, I ask myself, is this helpful? Does it really add a point that is necessary or is it just my chatter? Yes, I I love your measuring stick. Does this add to the conversation or does this detract from the conversation? That's why it's so helpful for therapists who watch their videotapes, right? You can just pause it when you ask a question. Don't take this stuff personal. We trust your intent was good. The results are going to be in what happens. If your question deepens the process, it was an attuned response. Mm -hmm. If it didn't and it took it to a different direction, it's going to be misattuned. It's just the flexibility to move with the conversation that I think is so critical. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, people say, I just want to talk. You know, I don't want to do all this work and figure that out. I just want to have relaxed conversation. It's like, I, okay, but do you want to have intimate relationships? Do you want to have connection? Do you want to have attunement? Do you want your partner to feel attuned? Do you want your friends to feel attuned? To me, there's a greater good. And so, yeah, I'm willing to curtail some of what I say and how I listen because I have a a greater goal, not just as a therapist, but as a friend and as a partner and, you know, all of that. 
it's helpful for me to remind myself all the time on what is the mission? Who's the person who's sharing? And the focus should be on them because they're sharing and initiating, right? So if you're going to say, hey, George, I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, you're bringing it up for a reason, right? Can I keep my focus and my curiosity open to that? Yes. Because a lot of times when we do add something, we're trying to make it about us, right? And this happens with couples all the time. You know, if we're in a relationship and you say, hey, George, I want to talk about something. You know, when you came home late, late last night, you know, that hurt my feelings. Like you're bringing that up because you want something from me. You want me to see you. You want me to understand you. Mm-hmm. And if my next response is, well, you know, I, I have to work. We have to pay the bills. Like I start to, I, what I add is about me. Mm-hmm. I'm asking your brain to shift from trying to talk about you to see my perspective. Good luck with that one. And I try to get couples to see this all the time. The choices that they wind up making mathematically will not work. If your brain wants me to get you in some place you're hurt, and instead I try to pull your brain to see my perspective, you can't do two missions at the same time. Emotionally, we just don't have the bandwidth to be able to do that. So true. So true. Recently, I had to have a repair conversation. I hurt somebody. I've been trying to get back with them to have this conversation. And, you know, the first part of the conversation, my commitment, I don't care what they say. I'm going to take it in. I'm going to hear their hurt. You know, and it did come out with with some thorns, you know. And it was like, I, I, but I was committed. It was like, I could see how those thorns had some validity. Mm-hmm. And I knew pulling the person toward my perspective of what I had intended or, you know, like the impact was pretty terrible. I had really hurt this person or I had been misattuned for darn sure. So and, can we just pause yeah. there for a second? Because I, again, this is a good opportunity for our listeners. Okay. I, I often invite couples partners to like do a bridging exercise right where mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're you're preparing yourself to kind of cross over and see this person's perspective you are trying to ground yourself to say like this person deserves this i want to know this make myself safe you know put myself in a safe place where it's not about me i don't have to defend myself i don't so i'll actually help couples do this where they could imagine you know being at the beach or in a ski hill or the mountains like don't make it about you for five minutes when you feel right. like your brain is green right. exactly. and, and, and you're safe like you you're going to cross over the bridge you're going to walk in the other person's and even when you prepare yourself for that it's hard to do most couples are not doing any of this work. It's like, hey, I want to talk. They, they do want to hear. And so that person says one sentence that they don't like. And their brain's like, what, what are you talking about? That's not how I see it at all. And it's like, mm-hmm. boom, they're trying to have two conversations, two mm-hmm. missions. And that's what sets it up for failure. So I love the intentionality that you went into that conversation that said, I'm going to take these first couple of minutes to just be open, to just be curious. Curiosity is the drive in, you know, emotion of a green brain. That's what I'm looking for in a conversation. When you're not curious, when you're jumping in because your body say, well, I don't agree with that or I'm protesting this or, you know, your brain is now longer in a threat response. It's not in that open place. So exactly. And, you know, this is this was not a close friend. This was a community person. And but their aliveness in in the conversation was so exciting to me. I'm like, I want that 
back. I want to mend this. I, I, I need this person in my life. They were kind of an exciting person mm-hmm. intellectually to me. And, you know, we got messed up and it was me that messed it up. I just, I went too hard, too fast. And, you know, it was like, yeah, I, I think I did set myself up, you know, no matter what. My intention is to mend this. I wasn't going to say, yeah, I did all that stuff, but I was going to say, okay, yeah, oh gosh, that's how it sounded. That's how it hurt. It's like, and really try to put myself in their boots. So I, you're right. I think as a couple, when we invite our partner into any kind of conversation that is meaningful, we have to be prepared and they have to be in this space. That's why I like. I like what my kids do. You know, my married son and his wife, they set aside time every week and there's intention. This is a space. We're going to bring up things that are difficult. So they both are preparing themselves to hear and to talk about difficulties. Good stuff. Good stuff. Cozy Earth, one of our favorite brands. Ooh, these are truly the best sheets of my life. I have to buy them for every bed because they I call them naked time sheets. They feel so soft and so good. And the other thing I'm trying is they have all this clothing that it's made from bamboo. And so they have tank tops and T-shirts and sweatshirts right now because it's winter. I'm buying the sweatshirt. But, you know, joggers, which, I, you know, I should do that, too, because I need that for my walks in the morning. But they are so soft, you guys. So good. We definitely want you to try Cozy Earth products. There's an exclusive offer for our listeners, 35% off, and that is site-wide. So you can get the clothes, the sheets. Use the code foreplay. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code foreplay for 35% off site-wide. There is a reason why it makes Oprah's favorite list four years in a row. Yes. Check it out. Thank you, Cozy Earth. George, feeling is everything. Excitement. Intimacy, anticipation, contentment, Uberlube lets you feel all the things you want to feel. Lori, I'm so proud of our partnership with Uberlube. They really are making a difference, helping people feel more, enjoy more. That's all what we're about to. So we just really appreciate our partnership with them. Exactly. Uberlube, it was created with sex in mind. Its formula is pure. It's basically silicone-based, smooth and silky. And it's body-friendly, so you don't have to worry about yeast infections or glycerin or parabens. And it's got a perfect pump for the perfect experience every single time. Ooh, that's kind of sexy. Yeah. Uberlube.com with the code foreplay for your discount. Hey, we love Uberlube. And thank you, listeners, for supporting Uberlube, who supports us. Uberlube.com with the code foreplay. So we're inviting our listeners to just reflect a little bit more around when they jump into a conversation, when they try to add something to the conversation. What's the impact of that? We trust you have good reasons for it, but a lot of times the timing is just not right. You know that it's taking the conversation to in a new direction. And oftentimes that's a pursuer because anxiety causes us to want to jump in, want to be part of it, want to feel connected. Again, a beautiful intent. But the impact is it shifts the focus and it, it, it leads to some confusion or people. Withdrawers do the same thing. They just do it in different ways. A lot of mm-hmm. times if, if, if we want them to engage and 
they're going to use some of these moves like they're make a joke or they're mm-hmm. focus on the positive or, you know, they're do things that are just trying to take the conversation in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Right. So imagine you're the pursuer and you're like, George, I really, you know, I, I think we've had a tough week and I really want to talk about it. Wait, I have to just imagine this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, you could role play. Go for it. <laughs> I like that. No, I mean, as if I'm not more pursuing and you more withdrawing just a little bit. Just yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. But again, if you're, if you're initiating the conversation, a lot of times the pursuers, if are going to jump in. That's their, with a withdrawer, they're not going to take the invitation, mm-hmm. right? Which is just another form of misattunement, right? Your heart wants to talk. You say, hey, George, I want to talk about something. I think we've had a, a tough week. You're giving the mission. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the tough week. Mm-hmm. My brain wants to go, well, you know what? Friday night, we had a great dinner. I mean, was that not the best eggplant parmesan you've never ever had before? <laughs> like, I am trying to bring you somewhere else. Yeah. Right, which it's just my way of trying to regulate emotion because I don't want to go down that road of hard week because it mm-hmm. turns into a fight and bad things. But I'm not meeting you where you're at. I'm trying to get you to go somewhere else. It's another distraction. It's, it's a another- different distraction that is intended to keep the heat low, right? To to cool things off. Yes. And it, it's it's unfortunately for most people, it's not even conscious. Mm-hmm. They do these things because they've gotten so used to regulating emotion. They just want to get away from intense emotion that it just does it for them, right? And they don't even realize they're doing that. That's why we're trying to invite couples to start just, just pause for a second. What is your first response to your partner? Just stop for a second and just see what are you trying to get with that response? What you're going to see a lot of the time is your response is defensive. Mm-hmm. It's not open. Your partner's trying to have a conversation. They want to be heard. And instead of keeping the focus and the mission on your partner, you make it about yourself and protecting yourself and you try to go in a different direction. And that's just not good math for a successful conversation. We all do it. We're not trying to turn you all into robots and to be perfect communicators. But if we can increase those rates of engagement, we're going to have more success. Yeah. And I think one of the things I see with withdrawing people frequently is they want to get done with the conversation quickly. So so they have fewer words. It does seem like pursuers have a lot of words. And I, I know this isn't across the board, but it, often when I'm working with a withdrawer, they'll have just so few words. You know, their their partner will say, you know, I was so hurt because of this, that, and the other. And they're like, yeah, you were hurt. You know, <laughs> versus being able to really lean in and, and put themselves in their shoes and validate and, and all of the steps that make somebody feel listened to, that just feels overwhelming to them to say all that stuff. Exactly. And they're choosing their own protection in that moment over keeping their focus on their partner. Mm-hmm. And the good news is if you know you do that, you could actually learn the most effective strategy is actually to focus on your partner. Your partner will calm down a lot faster than you trying to not engage with them and get them to go to a different place. Okay, so if I'm a sexual withdrawer and my partner has said something, say something, be be a sexual pursuer for a minute. You know, I really wish you would read that book that I, I, I asked you about that's just trying to explore how to be better lovers. Yeah. 
So I have a million choices here. The the things that come up in me, I'm just talking, narrating. Well, go as in I the respond. wrong direction. Go in a way uh, that okay. tries to bring it somewhere else. Well, you know, yeah, if I had any energy left after the children and cleaning up dinner and putting them to bed, you know, maybe, yes, I would take some time to read the book that you have left out, one of the many Good. books. <laughs> Good. So again, I hope you see with that response, I initiated that comment because I'm really hoping she's going to engage around seeing the importance of reading the book, right? And her not reading it yet and saying, hey, I, I need to get to that. Like, that's what I'm looking for. That's the longing in the criticism in the comments. Lori, when you take it in a defensive way and talk about, well, you don't have the time because the kids, my brain's like, you're not meeting me where I want. Now I'm going to get more angry at you. We're now in a fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's do take two and let's see how, how can Lori, again, what she's saying is important. Please don't hear everything that we add is important. It's just the timing of it. Lori needs to talk about the kids and not having energy. And if she wants to initiate a conversation about that, I'm going to need to focus on her because that is going to be the mission. But if the mission is, I want you to get me, and then you say, yeah, but I want you to get me, neither one of us are going to get gotten and yes, we just, exactly. right, we're, we're, we're dead in the water. Exactly. So let's see if you can respond, keeping your focus on me. So, you know, I, I really just checking in because I want to see if you read that, that, book that I gave you on, you know, what great lovers do. Mm. Have I read the book? Um, you know, honey, I haven't read the book. And I, I, how does it feel? You know, I, I haven't read the book. I, I know that's going to hurt you. I, I even just hate telling you that. What, what do you feel about? I, I know you want me to read the book. I love seeing how you struggle it here with the withdrawer. And AC, you didn't have a lot of words all of a sudden. It's not so easy being these withdrawers. It's not. It's not oh, so easy. Gosh. Right? And again, how do you not make it about your fears, your anxiety, your failure? Okay. And so, stay curious on, you know, why I brought it up to you. Okay. What so let's I go again because I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, this that's is good, that's what all, good. we're hoping our couples listening are trying all these little role plays we try. We don't even know what we're doing. We're just winging this stuff, right? And a lot of times we become clearer in yes. the role plays around yes. what works and what doesn't work. That's why we do this. So I, I really don't, do don't, think so. We're not trying to be perfect here. Both of us make mistakes all the time and we learn from that. So, you know, I'm just checking in. Did you read that book on great lovers that, you know, that I sent you? Yeah. Honey, I did not read the book. Um, I know you wanted me to, and I know it's, you know, you bring a lot of great energy and creativity and stuff to our bedroom. And now as I say that, I guess I'm wondering how you feel about hearing I didn't do it. Okay. So what I found myself pausing again you know, wanting you to ask me about what I liked in that book. Oh, okay. what, do, what do you want me to get out of that book if I read it? What would, because again, that's what's driving it. That's the longing in it. Uh -huh. There's something right? about the book that There's something about the book that me. I want you to read. I want to see your interest because if you would read the book, you would probably find that thing too. And we'd have something in common. That's really what I'm looking for. Oh, and I so love that you said that, but I want you to hear. You didn't tell me that. You asked about the book. And I'm just yeah. a concrete withdrawer who's like 
crap, I didn't read the book. And a lot of I'm pursuers, in trouble. A lot of pursuers are not going to know really what they're looking for, right? Which is why we want to keep practicing to get clearer. The clearer the message, the easier it is the message to be responded to. So yes, if I could share that, I give the withdrawer the best chance. But if mm-hmm. I don't, how does the withdrawer keep open and curious to like, what is, what do you think is driving that question? Mm-hmm. So let's try it again. I think what's driving that question is he wants me to be a nympho. That's what I think. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to be sad. Disappointment is what I'm feeling as a withdrawer, which again, so many withdrawers get triggered and feeling like a failure. And then they defend from that place of feeling exactly. like a failure. And okay. that becomes the miss right out of the gate. And that's going to happen. And that, that place of a failure is so important. The withdrawer has to learn to talk about it. If they don't get help in that place, nothing is going to change. So again, we're recognizing that we've done so many episodes on withdrawers and trying to get them to engage. This is going to be hard for a lot of withdrawers. If your brain gets threatened by the response, you're going to go to those old moves. But maybe afterwards you could come back and this is how you would repair to just say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I got a bit triggered there and I got a bit defensive, you know, but uh, I hear you. This is important to you. I want to know what's important about that. Can you tell me more about that? Put, put the focus back on the other person, right? Which is so often what doesn't happen in these misses. So, Lori, um, I'm just checking in. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I want to see if you read that book, what great lovers do. You know, I haven't gotten to it yet. But I was wondering, would you like me to start a particular place? Was there a chapter that was really meaningful to you? Or could you just tell Mm. me a little bit about, like, kind of what is in the book that you're hoping I will relate to or learn from? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it'd be good probably to read the whole thing. But, you know, the section on... I love your pushing energy here, G. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go so, ahead. So, but again, I felt myself like you were meeting me there. Like you were asking for my engagement, what, what was going on with me. Like it, it felt like an invitation to have more of a conversation, which is what I was looking. Okay. And I hope our listeners can see how different, it's just again, the outcome is so much more likely to be successful when the person who's sharing has the person listening, responding back in a way that's keeping the focus on the person who's sharing, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. if you don't, if you make it about you for really good reasons, and we all do this, it's less likely to be successful. And That's why we're just talking about the timing. Yeah, the timing is I have to put aside my feelings of that I'm a disappointment, that I feel ashamed, I didn't get to this thing my partner, you know, my husband wants me to read, and I just... All of that is super emotional inside as I listen, even as I just acted out, I feel emotional about it. And so disciplining yourself to stay focused on the person who starts the conversation, the mission is what is he trying to get across? What, what is important? What is meaningful here? He's not calling me up short here. You know, he probably knows I didn't open the book because he's seen it there and there's not a crack in the spine. So he knows I didn't even look. He already knows that, but he's still. It's the book is meaningful. And so, and there's something in it that I have mm-hmm. to, I have to understand him and, and his sexuality and, and what's exciting to him. And that's yep. kind of the whole damn point of the book. Right. And, and your feeling of failure, we have to get to. Eventually. That's just the next conversation. 
right? And I love couples that make it so explicit. Basically, I say, hey, I want to talk about something. Can you keep the focus on me? The other mm-hmm. person goes, well, you know what? No, I can't because I, the way you said it brought up something in me and I want to talk about that too. Then the other person says, I don't like that you want to talk about that because you're not listening to me, so I'm not going to listen to you. Then the other person says, fine, if you don't want to listen to me, I'm not going to listen to you. So let's have another conversation for an an hour with each other. Neither (laughs) one of us listen to each other. That's what most couples are doing. But you you just said my family of origin. (laughs) (laughs) That was exactly what we did. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's change some of those families of origin for the future generations so they can okay. have more success. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to us. Keep it hot, y'all. Okay. So tell us about your cutting edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability. Lori, we just keep pushing it. Coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment by moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We I think most therapists are looking for what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. You need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our, our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.